Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host, Adela Marcy, and today we have our, we have a very special guest with us today. Um, someone that I actually had to kind of get a little bit of help uh, booking onto the show again, because it's been a while since me and him, he and I have spoken. Um, but before we get into that, I'm going to quickly do the sponsor run. As always, the show is sponsored by AdelMarcy.com, and of course our friends over at PurelyHosting.com forward slash Adel. We can go ahead and get your website uh, done for you and a really good business hosting program. I mean, it's not a VPS level, but it's shared hosting, but on a business level, so it's like halfway between a virtual private server and regular basic hosting. It's pretty cool, and they set everything up for you as well. If you go over to uh, AdelMarcy, well, PurelyHosting.com forward slash Adel Marcy or just forward slash Adel. Um, now, also today we're also sponsored by InspiredWear.com, and I'm going to be telling you guys a little bit about that because it's kind of cool. And the EdOKeefShow.com. These are both great websites. EdOKeefShow.com. I suggest you go check it out if you're an entrepreneur in the making or just an entrepreneur trying to find their way around it. Um, it's got some great stuff. I had a quick brief look over it before the show and. I did not know that much stuff about the guy that I got going on because uh, he and I haven't spoken in a while. It's just crazy to see what's happened in the last three years um, alone. And without going and blabbering on too much, Ed, are you there, buddy? Yeah. Hey, Adele. How are you? Hi, everybody. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, dude, I'm good, and I'm super pumped that you're here. But um, I did not uh, – guys, I'm just going to say this. I'm, the only reason I didn't do Ed super great justice on his actual <laughs> introduction is because I've got, like, so many questions to ask him, and I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. Ed, is that cool if I give him a quick rundown on you? Whatever you want, man. I'm good. I'm easy. Uh, Ed is what I would call a superhuman high-performance person, if that makes sense, because the guy's literally been, like, on a run – for the last, what, 15, 20 years? Just straight running through everything, every challenge in front of him. Like, uh, between your 20s, I think, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, you learned so many different coaching tactics and skills and strategies with NLP, Ericksonian um, philosophy, metaphysics, and how to coach people to become peak performance, even though, like, how to get peak performance athletes to get that extra value out of themselves. And it's just, like, the small little one or two things. Is that correct to, to say that you did that? Ah, well... Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. That's, I mean, we, I uh, definitely spent many years learning, working and practicing, uh, NLP, Ericksonian hypnosis, uh, uh, entrepreneurship, coaching athletes, uh, being an athlete. And, uh, I, I love the idea of high performance, the, of, uh, like trying to excel in high performance. And I, and I, I'm not articulating it as well, just simply because, uh, the, the the I guess the easy answer is yes. You know, it, it's a commitment to being awesome at whatever you're trying to accomplish and kicking average to the curb, so to speak. And so, where I I've uh, spent most of my time is trying to figure out what works and what works behind the scenes. Uh, particularly in business, mostly I spent the first few years when I was in my early twenties as a college athlete and coming out of college sports, trying to, uh, stumbling into neuro-linguistic programming, Ericksonian hypnosis, studying every single thing I can get my hands on about mental toughness. Um, and, and that process transfers over very, very directly to, um, being an entrepreneur and, uh, of, of any kind, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, being, being a great parent, et cetera, like that. So, um, so yeah, I would say, a lot of that is true, and I would also say that I'm I'm still consistently, you know, I'll turn forty at the end of the summer, 
Oh, wow. And yeah, I'll be 40. Can you believe that? Um, Dude, that is like crazy. Yeah, it's a great thing, man. You know, I tell you, we have, uh, we have our, we, you know, you probably don't realize we have seven children now, and uh, we have two that are, uh, our twins are now 13 months and they're starting to walk, which is great. The last time I spoke to you, you only had like four or five kids. Yeah, only. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. only, yes. Just a small number. Now it's seven. Yeah, well, twins help, you know, dick. You know, time collapse quickly. Some of those 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 numbers, you know. So, um, but you know, it's still an operating question: is how do you how do I get better, and 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 what what is behind the scenes of what I'm trying to accomplish, and who's doing it, and um, and that's I think those are good operating questions to to work through. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they are questions I do have for you lined up. But one of the more interesting things I do want to like tell the people around this call. To give you guys an example, because one of the things that we always do at the end of the call is get three tips from the um, persons on board, uh, the guest, which is you today. One of the big things that I want everyone to really understand, why I want you guys to take notes and listen to this over and over again. Like all the other speakers and guests that we had on board, Ed is going to be a little bit more special because um, I'm really going to be going for calls with this guy because he's very hard to get on the phone and... It's amazing just getting you on here. So that, again, thank you for that. But one of the really interesting things about Ed is that he's worked in so many different marketplaces and then decided to kind of leave um, one of his businesses, which is like in the dental practice market, and then start into initially the health and supplement market, then dominate the crap out of that, then move into what his new business is, which is inspiredware.com. And again, this is all stuff we're going to be touching upon, but Man, those that, that's just like an insane amount of stuff. So my first question has to be, how did you cut your teeth in, in marketing? Like, how did you get into this stuff? Yeah, uh, I mean, good question, you know. So, so you know, I always tell people, like, you know, at the age of 23 to 27, I, I decided not to go into nursing so that I could become the, the world's next greatest motivational speaker. <laughs> and um, after four years of being broke, the one thing that I, because uh, I didn't know how to market myself, I didn't know how to promote things, the one beauty about being broke is you can go learn. And so, you know, if you don't have money, you have, you have time. And if you don't have, if you, if you have, if you have the ability to get places and I always tell people like, if you're in the early phases, if you're broke, do whatever it takes to get cash in your pocket so you can go learn from the best in the world at things. And there's a lot of ways to get there. And, and um, but I, I made a commitment to, you know, I thought becoming the best mental mental toughness coach or mental trainer or whatever um, uh, would get me to, to wealth. And it didn't, but I, I became damn good at learning how the brain works and how behavior is patterned and how why people do what they do. More importantly, how to get people to perform at a super high level and how to identify those behavioral patterns and then try and replicate them. I shouldn't say try and replicate them. And then, and then install them or replicate them in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So after a while, the, the um, some of the some of the advice I was getting, uh, you know, I think I stumbled across some of Dan Kennedy's work, and it was, you know, you have to build a, a system, a process that to sell things, and um, so I, I took a lot of my uh, my mental toughness training, stuck it in a. Uh, a manual called the like the ultimate athlete's mental toughness system, and um, and I put that online, and then I niched it out to volleyball because that's where I came from, uh -huh. and uh, I niched it out to soccer, and um, 
my income started going up. We started learning like what I would call a process, right? And what I, what I really loved was learning how to write sales copy, learning how to grow a business, and I love teaching that. And so when I saw the opportunity to, well, it, 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 I didn't see the opportunity. The opportunity hit me in the face, which was here I was selling these $47 eBooks or $39 eBooks to people that really didn't have money. Mm -hmm. Yet here were the people I was learning from that were selling $1,000, $10,000 courses, right? And I had this like awakening that I was in the wrong business. So the short answer was I ended up licensing the rights to resell one of their courses. And after doing a ton of research, I chose the dental market. And it is important to understand, I didn't know anything about the dental market. I, I mean, my parents took us to the dentist when we had cavities. Um, that's as much as I knew about the dentist, right? Uh-huh. And then within, within two and a half years, three years, we were the largest dental coaching business in that market before dental coaching was even really popular, you know? So, uh, after being in that market for, for about seven and a half to nine years in that phase, I transitioned into the health supplement business and, um... And now we, we have three companies. One is, uh, is our health supplement business. We have then a health supplement and product coaching business where I teach others, others how to be in that business and how to also add products to the back end of their business. Something that many of your listeners may, may like one, one quick way to wealth, man, is, or actually not a quick way to wealth, the long and steady marathon way, which is very intelligent, by the way, is, is if you're if you're if you're a coach or you're if you're in if you have like a skill set and you're trying to sell that service or that that educational input, you really need to do a 360 degree uh, look at at who at what you're where you're going, and instead of referring people elsewhere all the time, which I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, Look at what brand, what products that you like yourself, and then go go own them and create them and sell them to your your tribe. And so, like this is set, so that's what we teach people how to do and how to scale, right? So we did. Um, I sold over in the health supplement business. We've sold over fifty something million dollars in and took in less than three and a half four years. Holy crap! Uh, is that with Marine D three then? Yeah, that's one of our products. We have many brands underneath it. And that's just why, I, it's one reason why I didn't give a website because we have a bunch of brands. And, um, but Inspired Wear is my clothing company that is launching right now. And uh, that's purely a business that was designed out of my, my own. Like, uh, I wanted, instead of wearing logos of other people, um, I wanted to wear statements and quotes and of, of things that um, resonate with me at a, a cellular level about who I want to be. And, and I'll give you an example. What I'm wearing right now is a t-shirt called Grind. And then on the back it says, um, don't expect others to, to understand your grind when God didn't give them your vision. And people, yeah, that's cool, right? And, and some people, you know, but here's the funny thing. 95% of the population would be like, I hate the grind. I don't even know what the, the grind is, right? And they look at grind as nine to five jobs. Well, 
winners look at grind. See, I redefine the grind. I said grind is the process by which we go from where we are to where we want to be in an uncon unconventional, unique way that separates us from other people. So you talk to winners, you talk to super high-level entrepreneurs and super high-level athletes, the word grind to them is, is seen as a positive anchor. So that's just one of our shirts. You know, we got a ton of them. But so, yeah, man, I mean, so I, I um, believe that right now we are in the best time ever to make money. I'm the best time ever to, to be an entrepreneur, that if you have an idea, if you think something would be cool, you should do a minimum viable test. You should get it out there and you should see what happens. Yeah, that's that's always the best way to do it. I mean, something I'm doing right now that the listeners, by the time this podcast come out, should be live because it's going live tonight. Um, Ed, you've seen my Bengal cat and everyone else on this podcast listen to him. You've probably heard him in multiple episodes being an ass. I love him. Um, I'm actually creating a, create a product on him right now called BengalCatTraining.com. Oh, cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, just a tiny like front-end product. I think it's 27 bucks on the front-end. And uh, we're creating a nine ninety five monthly back end off of it. There's there's a million people on a fan page. Wow! Just on Bengal Cats, that's just so so easy to do. It's like the easiest thing in the world. And again, these are just like tiny little markets. And just the the thing that you just said, just make sure that it's a very what was it? Oh God, you 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 worded it so well. You just said it a moment ago. It was um the test something test minimum viable test like that's the one. Yeah, like just get get your idea out there, man. Yep, that's just basically the way it is. It's um so so much fun. But okay, I've I've got to ask this because like you've you've gone into like the supplement business, but now you're going to Inspired Wear, and again, two very different businesses. But again, realistically, as we learned over time, it's not so much what the business is; it's the person basically behind the wheel of the business, so to say. Um, like if yeah, I mean that's you actually you just said something very intelligent there. <laughs> super high level which most people get is how come you can have people doing the same processes in the same market same conditions yet one succeeds and the other three fail and it always is that the person who succeeds is the one who uh, has a different operating model in their world so uh, so keep going but that is a hardcore principle that I teach in my events that I teach in you know anytime I write it's about the the driver of the vehicle not the vehicle yeah, the, the vehicle and the pathway is very important to lay out, and you can skip a lot of mistakes by by properly reverse engineering it. But um, you know, winners are winners, and so the operator of the is is uh, is so much more important than the vehicle. Oh man, totally. I mean, someone like the place I learned this was um, well, I I kind of subconsciously knew it by following other winners. And I learned it from martial arts, but more importantly, as I picked it up in business, what really separated it for me was a fellow Chicago-born entrepreneur by the name of, um, uh, what was his name, Limonis, Marcus Limonis, the guy right. behind the profit. I mean, he's all, like any business it goes to, it's like people, process, pro um, and product. If like one of those is out of whack, then it's not going to work. And I love the fact when I was looking at that, I was just, like saying, this guy gets what most entrepreneurs don't want to understand. It, again, it's not the vehicle. It's not the it, the road is important. How you get there, the vehicle may be slightly important, but it's the person behind the wheel, and their intelligence that gets them there. So you just gotta understand that. So, with that being said, you being in like so many different businesses, 
what is like the big mistakes you see people making? I mean, when starting either a new supplement company, um, I know that's a definite question I've got someone in my mastermind that asks me that all the time. Um, so this would be a great way for me to answer that as well, just pass them on to your stuff. But like for starting a supplement business or even starting an online company itself, like what are some of the big mistakes that you see people making? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a big question, you know, because um, it could be a lot of things, right? And um, I, I would say one thing that it's very easy to get stuck in this concept of uh, you need to get all these ducks in a row before you get live. And the challenge like with Inspired Wear is I know it's going to be successful, so we're doing a lot more uh, – groundwork behind the scenes prep than I have done for almost any business. And um, the challenge with it that I'm fighting even within our own business is since I'm such a minimum, I, I, I want, I believe that money's attractive to speed and that, that you got to get tested and that there's a massive difference there. Like it's almost, it, it's impossible to articulate on a human level, but the difference between planning to do something and literally already doing it puts a, uh, a quantum movement into the universe that transforms your total self. <laughs> That sounds way too spiritual and, and metaphysical, and I didn't mean it to be. <laughs> but what I mean by that is that the simple movement of being in the category of thinking about planning, about uh, we're going to, like those language patterns, versus we are doing this, and we are testing this, and this is the results we're getting, everything changes. Because... Um, on the ladder, which is the, you're actually in the arena. Mm -hmm. That's when people start showing up to help you. That's when your mentor's advice actually matters. That's when you are uh, uh, actual, um, you're in the game versus you're watching it from the outside. And I would say the big distinction that separates those two cat or people is that the high achievers get into the secondary box way faster. And, and then, uh, there, and so what's preventing people from going from one side to the other? Well, it could just be knowledge, right? So, so it may be just path and plan, right? So now you got courses and whatever, you got distractions, we live in a society right now that it's it's more easy to get distracted than probably any other time I've ever been alive. And um, so I think that's where a lot of people are fighting that. Um, but secondly, it's probably, it comes down to now they have their own emotional baggage that they need to uh, get rid of. And, and And I don't even talk about this doesn't require psychotherapy. This doesn't require counseling. This doesn't require NLP. This doesn't require hypnosis. This doesn't require anything other than simply moving and taking action and getting in the other category. And, and that's how you, 
that's, I mean, quite frankly, if you want to change someone's self-image, tell them to work their ass off and get in the other category as quickly as fucking humanly possible. And all that emotional baggage can't catch up to you. Like it just can't, like you move so quick, get in the other category and you surround yourself with a group of winners who are in that category and then choose at that point to never go back to the other category. And you will leapfrog to a, you know, there's some strategies in here, but that in and of itself will solve more hesitation, confusion, frustration, overwhelm, because you're getting on the other side of the chasm. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that's just my thought process on a lot of this stuff. So um, basically get there as quickly as fucking possible. Just yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I like laying out a modeling process. I have like, you know, I have a book coming out this summer called The Art of Time Collapsing, how you shrink that process down. And, and I, I break it down. So it's not just like get your ass moving, but, but there, are, there are principles, right? But if you don't know the principles, simply by getting in the game as quickly as possible and failing um, or getting feedback, separates you it's just a separative state and um it's, it's like you know like you asked me a question about martial arts right i am a hobbyist with martial arts right right but my I have friends who are literally guys in the arena or world champions who are um, the, the yeah. white belt who goes and competes Okay. We get more respect from those guys than the brown belt who's never competed in his entire life. Agreed. And there, this brings me to an interesting point. I'm just going to hijack this conversation slightly, if I may. How do you know Dominic Cruz? And for the people that don't know, watch a UFC fight and Google Dominic Cruz. The guy's incredible. But, like, how do you know those guys? Um, well, I mean, Dominic's a good guy. Dominic's a, uh, Dominic, one of my good friends, Lloyd Irvin, was one of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu coaches. Okay. Um, who, uh, who then I have become friends with Dominic. I became friends with Eric Del Fiero. They run one of the best fight camps in the world. Um, Hands down. And and uh, Jimmy Harbison. I mean, there is one of the coaches over there and has trained there for a while. Um, you know, uh, I get along very, 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 very well with high level martial artists and. Um, I would just say it's because uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan and a hobbyist of it. So I've trained, I've trained very recreationally in many things. Um, and, um, and uh, I just think they recognize someone who's operating at a high level as I do. So, uh, you know, vice versa. I love the guys over at Seal Fit, man. Mark uh, Devine, those guys are just, I mean, they're creating great stuff. There's a lot of great stuff. If you notice, there's actually a, an emergence of uh, Adil. Are most of your uh, listeners men, women? Uh, actually, it's a mix. We've got mostly we've got like a 51% male, 49% female crowd. So yeah, it's all good. So so what you're seeing this emergence of where you know CrossFit, Spartan, um, even Beachbody. You know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but those people are committed to to uh, to embracing the grind as i would call it and so uh, i think it's a really good positive um 
time of life for people that want to be at a high level. You know, I just really do. Yeah, it really is. This is like the best time to be an entrepreneur than any other, in my opinion, simply because, again, um, money loves speed. So today's world, we literally have access to the quickest way of getting to it, like than anything else. Because if you think about it, like even 30 years ago, or even 25 years ago, um, yeah, let's go 20, 25 years ago. That was basically what it was. It you had to, There was no internet at the time. All you had was... I want to get this idea out there. Okay, so I've got to go find a mailing list. I've got to write some copy. I've got to get the thing in place. And I've got to get this 0800 number or this toll-free number. And then you, before you even got the product to market, you had so many things that you had to get done in between. Today, it's like, oh, I need to go to this website. I need to get a domain, a website. Uh, I just need to get hosting, set that up. And then I need to get, um, I've got this idea. It's in a book form. Great, let's go ahead and send some traffic to it so much quicker you can get like a whole new business up and running in like two weeks yeah versus like two to three months depending so yeah you know it's really cool though i mean i gotta get i want to get props i want to go back one step so like one thing that is a patterning thing that i'd be more curious about is how does a guy like eric del fiero create ufc champions and high level guys yet he's never fought at the highest level right how does he do that uh, Lloyd Irvin was a guy who did not have a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu coach on the mainland and had to train virtually and was one of the few few uh, Americans to get a black belt in, I think, less than three years or just over three years. Um, so there's zero question why people out there right now shouldn't be doing what they, they, they dream about because they, um, they may have limitations that they perceive. I was doing a talk to an inner city uh, school here in Chicago, and I said, look, with Amazon and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram, you guys have the same same access that Reebok and uh, Under Armour has. In fact, you may have a better advantage because you can move fast, you know? So, um, I mean, that's kind of how I like to think. I like to think about what are these outliers doing that's unique, and how do I see behind their, their frame? Uh, and how what's the what's going on in their brain and how are they operating? That's stuff that, that jazzes me up. Definitely, man. Definitely, those like in those are like real true ideas. Again, coming from a martial arts background myself, um, it's so true. Like, uh, there's a guy called Eric Paulson. I don't know if you actually know about the guy, but he's one. He, I think he's a Hicks and Gracie black belt as well. So it's like really high level uh, guy. But I don't think he he probably did compete, but he is like known as the leg lock master right now like the guy is just right. hmm? oh really yeah like he's got his own system for leg locks and it's something that very few other people know about like um there's a brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt that's on a tear right now called uh gary conan and gary fought hicks and son cron like two years ago it was, an, it was an epic fight i mean everyone's trying to get to do a rematch again for a jiu-jitsu competition but um Gary's leg locks are probably the most feared leg locks at the moment. The guy's got it's it's insane because um Eric's guys all have this system of creating leg locks that are just so hard to break out of. And it's like, oh, he's got you in a leg lock, right? You better tap or it's just gonna be broken off. You have like no chance. But the way he got there again was understanding that he had a system and back then he had to travel to Brazil to get all the stuff sorted or to Minsk or to other places to learn Sambo and this, that, the other. Whereas today, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, totally. look, you can totally. watch these classes on YouTube. It's 
it's it's crazy. But kind of like getting back to the point. So rewind um, because Esther lasted like the for the people that know Esther's Esther Kiss was on the show, uh, and we we're actually releasing her episode very very soon. Esther's the one that actually got me back in contact with Ed. She was like, you know Ed, don't you? I was like, yeah, of course I know Ed. He's an awesome guy. She goes, great. I want you to do an interview this week. Okay. <laughs> that was pretty much how the conversation went. With her, it's like, I I have to say yes, or I, I can't say no to that woman. I really can't. She's just so cool. Um, but she basically said, because um, she knows she knows the people listening to this, so she, uh, the people in the crowd in particular, she's like, oh, I want you to ask these types of questions. I was like, great. But right now you said you have a book coming out in summer. Of course, you know, I'm calling dibs right now. I want a copy. So let's sort that out, Ed. I want a signed yeah. copy. That's how we're doing this. Tell me about it. Like, how Like how did you um, like how did you get into writing it? And did it take a lot longer than you thought it would? Because Ryan Lebec recently released his. And for him, that took him like a year and a bit to get around to doing. But he didn't expect it would take that long. Yeah, Ryan and I talked about it. Ryan's a good guy. He's doing a great job. And Ask is definitely a book worth reading for any of your listeners looking to build a real business or look on a serve customers. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think there's times in your life where, like, you know, you go through shifts and you go through, like, I, I'm not one that believes in, in, um, like, the reason I can get all this done and, and like, have seven children and be a really present dad and, have a lot of flexibility is that you have to think in terms of focal points in intense periods of time, right? That's how you learn faster. That's how you accomplish things. And you tell you from a metaphysical perspective, I believe you put a really impact in the, you know, in, in out into the universe. So after growing Marine Essentials very, very rapidly for, you know, four and a half years, five years, and being in that kind of grind, um, I started journaling again, and I felt like a need to start sharing again. Whereas I, I kind of purposefully went behind the scenes and stopped teaching and stopped doing like interviews and stopped being public because I wanted to really prove I could take a product that no one's ever heard of and sell it and, and do it in a very uh, extraordinary way. And so it was, I felt it was just time. Like I was ready for it. It was a good time of life to come out and do it. Um, and the art of time collapsing was a was it kind of emerged through the through the through the chapters because I originally had called it embracing the grind. Uh-huh. Um, and the feedback I got was that you know, hey, this is this this because because you got to remember now, the, the, my definition of grind is different than what most people feel. So, how, what's that process that's beyond the? It's so freaking easy to get in the top twenty percent. It just is in anything you do. You just got to do things like this. Let's you know, set goals, get very focused, work longer and harder than other people, and be smarter. Do accelerated learning. But it's that. How do you get in the top five percent? How do you become an outlier? How do you become something different? Right. And I do believe that there's a grind process and that there's another grind that most people never get to. So I wanted to write about that space. And so that is in the book. But the other pattern that had emerged when they were like, well, what's this really about? And I was like, this is about getting things done at warp speed. And I don't mean from a productivity perspective because I got interviewed yesterday and they were like, tell us productivity tips. I guess I have a few. But there's people that manage their time way better than I do. 
Um, I'm not worried about managing my time. I'm worried about creating an impact towards my my vision, right? And um, there you can go another layer there. So, what, but I really started just like breaking down systems, like what are actual processes that I know of, super high level people and myself, of how they accomplish things. How do they how do they meet people in these very very small sects of groups? Because one strategy, Adela, is that if you want to get in, if you want to get somewhere that you're not, who's there? And and the the the, um, the reality is. They probably have a circle of contacts that you currently don't. Mm-hmm. And so like one of my friends shares this great strategy of how he, he identifies. I have a buddy of mine who, when he'd go to international countries, the first thing he'd do is, uh, or international, he'd identify the circle he wanted to get into. And then he'd figure out who's the attorney for some of those people. And then he'd go hire that attorney, put him on a retainer. And then all of a sudden, he'd start getting invites to those parties. Wow. That's Once he was in, yeah, very, very smart, right? And so he used the leverage of his, his comment was um, a, a good attorney is probably not really worth anything, but their, their database and Rolodex is worth millions. And so he leverages retaining an attorney to get access to the Rolodex. That is an insanely smart way of networking ground. Like seriously, yeah. just, just wow. My mind, my mind is literally blown because I love networking. It's like one of my favorite things to do. But wow, that is, that is actually an incredible way to get access to some people that you really want to talk to. Yeah, and here, I mean, here's another one. Uh, Tom Merza shared this one on his Facebook wall, and I asked him if I could... Sure. He said, yeah. So I put this in my book as well. And his thing was, uh, his thing was, um, you know, uh, uh, he wanted to get access to a billionaire. And uh, so he listed out the five people that billionaire spent the most time with. And he spent the next six to eight months creating value for those, for those five people. And what happened was those five people started talking about how great Khan was. So the billionaire went to Khan. So, <clears throat> you know, think about that. Like, so those are the types of things I share where that might take a lifetime. One of the quotes we use in our intensive is 10 minutes with the right person is worth a lifetime of trying to do it on your own. Yep. So... In my, in my book and in my life, and when we teach people how to grow their health product and supplement businesses and, I, and human performance businesses, I, I, I like adding the human performance because there's so many people that are doing phenomenal work to help people, people uh, live longer and perform at a higher level as they age. And I, I'm getting older and I feel great as I age. I love being older. It's really a funny, funny uh, thing. I, I love... I love that every year I get older, I feel like I, I know who I am more mm-hmm. and my family's evolving. My life's evolving. I, I look at my businesses and I go, wow, I, the things I don't like, we just get rid of. We just don't do like, it's like back in my younger self, you would do something and put up with crap because you needed the money and you needed to hustle. And I understand that. But now 
now it's just about, I mean, man, we, we, I mean, I'm, I'm surrounding myself with guys that are trying to, to eradicate disease in the world. Um, uh, I mean, there's, there's a company that was our last event who they're coming out with, uh, exo protein is there. I'll give them a shout. I'll give them a, a plug. Exo protein. Those guys are taking crickets and, and, and turning it into protein bars that are high fat, high in good fat with uh, a super um, natural form of protein that is supposedly better than the other things. But I mean, I like being around these kind of people, you know, yeah. so that's what we're doing, man. That's why I'm teaching. That's why we're, we're, we're loving it. We're, you know, it's all, it's all positive stuff. man. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. It really is. I mean, stuff like that is not easy to come by. I'm taking from my own mistakes here, as many people probably already know. I went through a phase where I literally did the wrong thing for a really long time. And of course, um, it just go back to what you said about like getting older. Same thing happened to me because again, I started a business when I was 18 and now I'm 25. I'm like, wow, there is a lot less crap I'm putting up with than I used to, which is quite nice. It's refreshing. But um, the best analogy I could probably think of is like peeling back the layers of an onion as you get older. And it's like it becomes more and more comfortable for you now. Uh, that's the way I see it. I don't know about you, but that's one of my philosophies to it. Yeah, I hope so. And I also think that um, it's, it's you know, like, I, you know, I'm moving into a phase of life where I want to write more. And so, um, you know, the, I wrote stuff. I wrote a lot when I was in my early 20s, which was great. And uh, I'd like to write more. And, and the reason, Adele, I like writing is because I actually discover more through the process. Because to articulate something and to write it out and then you share with people and they don't really understand it or they do and you get that circular feedback the questions come out um for your for example like my accelerated learning stuff there's so many ways to do there's questions well, say that there's there are unique distinctions on how we learn and there's guys that teach different methodologies of it but they're not totally they're not opposing okay they're just different and so one of the cool, cool things I learned from my, my instructors of, of neurolinguistic programming was that looking at different models allows flexibility in the brain. And if you have the ability to move through different uh, strategies and filters, um, you're, it allows you to have what I believe is one of the best human strengths is flexibility. And that people who are very, very rigid struggle way more than people who have great flexibility does that make sense entirely like i'm just thinking about it with brazilian jiu-jitsu it's just so crazy how true that is yeah so you know i mean martial arts is a great thing is uh i loved i was doing a lot of kali and a lot of uh like combinations of G, G, jkd with some other systems yeah, they we never trained uh, takedown or uh, takedown defense, and you never trained. You know how, how do you handle this? And and I, I felt it was a flaw because because I had friends who were world class at taking guys down and beating the hell out of them from a ground and pound. And so um, the desire to be right in a, in your system is a very, uh, very big uh, scotoma and uh, hardening of the, I would say even the arteries, like in the sense that uh, it's not good. It's not good at all. I think we're like Eric Del Fierro to go back to him. 
uh, or super high level coaches do very, very well is that they see where somebody's, and you know, here's the other thing about, they see where someone's genius or high level and they build around that. And they, instead of trying to uh, take all their weaknesses and make them, you know, world-class at that, just, you know, how do we, how do we take somebody and make them unstoppable here and then, you know, defend against these weaknesses? Um, you know, so it's like the it's like the uh, boxer with like half decent takedown defense and a really good right hand. He may not be very good at taking you down, but if he can stuff you and then just hit you really really hard, work on that rather than saying okay when you get to the ground. It's like how do you get back on your feet quickly <laughs> to land that one hard heavy punch? So it's a really really cool way of looking at things. And I've got a bit of a question here for you because I don't know how much time we have because I know you're like super busy today, as usual. Um, what time do we have you till? Just so I know. Uh, I can do it in our 10 to 15 minutes, bro. That is absolutely awesome. Okay, so this question, I'm going to let you just completely go off crazy. Like, let, let the little uh, amazingness in your brain just come out when I ask this question. That is pretty much, if you were to take, like, without giving, well, you could use, you could choose how much you want to give away here. But rather than focusing on three separate tips on how to help someone going from where they are struggling and stuff like that to basically becoming... Uh, getting into at least a 20% or at least even 10%. Rather than doing that with three tips, let's just go with one. Like, what is the one thing that you tell them? Because it's a very hard thing to say just one, but like, what advice would you give them? To like move into the 20% and then the 10% and then 5%. Because we discussed this at length, but really the implementation of doing it, like, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few things here, man. I think the first thing is like, well, what do you want? Like, what do you, what do you want your life to look like? And like, you start macro and then you break down to micro, right? And you say, like, well, what do you want to do? And then, well, you know, you know, I, I just want to make money when you're in that struggle phase. But, um, I, you know, you got to get clear on some of these things, and then you got to say, okay, who's my mentor? And and actually, one thing I, I we lay out in the book, and I'm not pitching my book because it'll do fine on its own, but something I realized was that most people only know how to choose a freaking mentor, right? And, and so, in a model, and to know, and I guess that's where I was saying, like, my curiosity's always been, like, let me get behind the scenes of these these people. And um, um, once you, like, so the question I would ask anybody is, like, okay, where do you want to be? And then who's your mentor or model that you're chasing or fate or, or modeling? And, and, and if you can't answer those two questions, then we got to go through a process just to help that out. Because once you have a model, and mentors and models can be two separate things. Usually they are. Like, so I'll, I'll use Eric. And by the way, Eric Del Fierro's texting me as we're talking because I said I'm, I'm on an entrepreneur's podcast talking about you, you know, like, <laughs> Hey, Eric. And uh, uh, but like, let's use him for an example. He might be your mentor, and someone like Dominic Cruz may be your model. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so those are two different things, right? And so in copywriting, um, you may be modeling someone like John Carlton, but you may have a different mentor who's guiding you through the process of learning Carlton. Halber, Kennedy, Bensavanga, et cetera, like that. You may be going through like the whole copy process, but there might be a third party guy who's already done that process and, and is helping you, you know? Um, so, so that's what, 
and then when I like, when you get to a mentor scale, so like, let's say I go want to start learning like uh, Pinterest or e-commerce from Ezra Firestone. Right. Or, or like, let's just, let's say I just want to learn those. And then I go, okay, well, who am I going to learn from? Kurt Malley, Ezra Firestone, John Tarr, uh, Justin Brooks, uh, you know, name, who else might I know my name, right? Yeah. Um, once you pick, see, I'm a believer in picking one. Like you, 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 you vet them out and, uh, actually here's what I'll do. I'm sorry. I'm going to back up. What I might do is, is, is get, is get a, uh, a access to every one of their courses. And I might just listen to all their courses at two and a half, three times the speed, not, not three times the speed. I'm exaggerating. So two, two times the speed to get to to get their global view on how they're going to do it. And I will then try and see if it will match up with my skill sets. And I will pick the mentor or model, uh, specifically model, that matches best with my talents, okay? Okay, at that point, bro, at that point, we are done researching who to follow and once I get in, it's very important that once you choose a model and a mentor, you have to have a trust that, that, that you're going to be very literal. Are you with me on that? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So like, just kind of more on the literal side of things, how do you mean if you just expand just a little bit there? Yeah, that means I do exactly what they say to do. I don't fucking get creative. I don't get, I don't try and add to their model. I do exactly what they say to do. Okay, got you. And that I tell you is most people don't do. And well, the reason why this is very important is now you go into like like a cyborg uh, kind of mindset, which is if I do X and Y, I should be getting Z. If I'm not getting Z, I go get feedback and see what am I doing wrong. If I make the adjustments and nothing is working, then the system is broke, not me. Okay. Mm -hmm. which by the way happens a lot when you're following you know guru teachers you know that's not the case by the way all the guys i mentioned are all, all good guys but yeah but um but that's one of the important things and so that process i try and push through as fast as humanly possible because uh because that is kind of the rubber meets the road it allows me to get to the point where i target what is that limiting factor that is going to prevent me from getting from where I am to where I want to be. I chose my mentor. I got my clear on my vision. I know where I want to go. I got my mentor. I got my model. Sometimes you don't have a mentor, but you have a model. Um, and then you break down the steps in the system and you get moving and then you identify the gaps in your system. And you, then, then you try to, to, uh, you know, like, uh, what's his name put talks about 10,000 hours. I, I look at it, uh, the outliers book. I look at Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, but see, like Tim Ferriss does a great job of speaking about how he does this accelerated learning model as well. Um, and I like looking at what are the steps, just, I mean, if you just break out the 80-20 rule and the least amount of steps in which, and ask the question, like, what is one thing that if I get this done would make all the rest of it easier? And you just think a little bit more like that. You don't need to be in the top 1% of the world. You just need to be in the top 5% or even top 10%. To, to really break through the clutter and put yourself in a position that most people will never experience ever, 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 ever. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what I'm trying to do is that once I get minimum viable test and get the data that we have a success, at that point, ma'am, you put the, the pedal to the gas and you may replicate somebody to put you in that seat. Maybe depends on how, how vital that, that process is. Uh, then you go and you make adjustments as you go. And it's, 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 it's cluttered. It's not messy. It's not clean. It's messy. And it's sometimes chaotic. Yeah. You're highly leveraged. And that's the focal points. That's pretty awesome. But one thing I'm going to quickly just jump on because I know for a fact I'm going to get this question when someone listens to it. Um, minimal viable product. Like just quickly, a very, very quick overview. Like by what you mean by that? Well, like in our teacher business, right? Mm-hmm. So we have designs we like. We haven't tested them on Facebook yet. So I'm kind of violating some of my own, my own teachings. But we, I wanted the T-shirts, right? Right. So – but we didn't print up a thousand of them. We printed up, say, twenty-five of them, thirty of them. So the total out-of-cost pocket for me was just, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And then we tested. We will spend twenty, thirty, forty bucks on Facebook traffic, and that'll be our our testing system of like, you know, get it out the door, get it out the door. What a lot of people do is they 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 spend ten thousand, thirty thousand on product, and they haven't even tested the market yet to see if anyone likes it. You know. Uh, I've, I've had, yeah, I get that entirely. So it's kind of like more or less just making sure there is a full going out and doing it. Yes. So that's a yes, yes, yes. Ed, it's been as always a pleasure having you on board to this uh, to this call. Um, dude, I've got to get to, like when I'm out in Chicago, I've got to like seriously somehow hunt you down and just hang out with you for like a day to see how you're doing things. Such a cool guy to have chill with. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And guys, check out um, Ed's site, which is edokeefshow.com. That will be a link underneath, as always, uh, the well, on the blog and in the podcast description. You'll see it. And also check out inspiredware.com. That's W-E-A-R, not W-A-R-E, uh, inspiredware.com for some really kick-ass stuff that I'm sure he's going to be bringing out. Because like the Inspired Wear is not just um, – it's both casual and athletic wear, isn't it, Ed? You got like a bit of both. Yeah, there's something for everybody. We have a whole line coming out for teachers, parents, kids, uh, high level athletes. We have some cool. We're sponsoring a couple of CrossFit athletes, and um, we're selling their shirts on there. I'm finding the athletes are coming up with better designs than I ever would. So, so it's cool stuff, you know. And um, and right now we're just running a promotion where. You know, you refer five people, you get a free T-shirt plus 15 bucks credit. Refer 25 people, you get like 50 bucks credit plus a couple T-shirts. And then we have this whole layered uh, referral viral strategy going on. Now, can't promise it'll still be on when you, you hear it, but uh, our goal is to get uh, inspired where in the hands of 1% of the population transform consciousness and um, inspire people while they feel amazing and do amazing things. So... So we'll, we'll take support, man. We, we, we uh, want great customers and, uh, you know, we love it. I can pitch on it all day long. I'm yeah, so stoked awesome. about it. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. And, guys, again, like I said, help Ed do his – like, you know, he's crazily good at doing this stuff. But he's going to hit that goal regardless. But I want to make sure that we help out the way we can. So check it out. Um, Ed, again, I'll hopefully speak to you soon. And, again, oh, yeah, by the way, when Ed's book comes out, 
you guys are probably going to see it plastered everywhere on my blog because I'll be reading it as soon as it comes out. Um, but yeah, check it out when it does. I'm sure you'll learn a lot of great stuff. Thanks again, buddy. All right, brother. Yeah, thank you, Adele.